This week's comment, A State Away, by Jelani Cobb, from The New Yorker magazine, March 13, 2017. We're familiar with the contours of the story. Fifty-five delegates gathered in Philadelphia in the sweltering summer of 1787 to do something about the inert Articles of Confederation. Having recognized that the old agreement was fatally flawed, it had no provisions for unitary foreign or tax policies or for a national defense, the delegates set about creating a four-and-a-half-thousand-word lattice of compromises and counterbalances that has, with the notable exception of the years 1861 through 1865, cemented the Union of the United States. The Constitutional Convention has become a sacrosanct chapter in American history, which is not to say that it has lacked an abundance of critics. In 1913, the historian Charles Beard dismissed the whole affair as a gathering of wealthy men, almost half of them slaveholders, scheming to preserve and enhance their economic power. Not so long ago, the late political scientist Robert A. Dahl and the legal scholar Sanford Levinson asked whether the Constitution they produced was even properly democratic, but seldom have critics so thoroughly disdained the events in Philadelphia as to call for a do-over. Until recently. Amid the stunning presidential election results last November, a smaller, though perhaps equally consequential, development went relatively unnoticed. The Republican Party now controls 33 state legislatures. On its face, this development demonstrates the discrepancies between the Democratic and Republican farm teams. Not only does the GOP control the U.S. Senate and the House of Representatives, it has created a pipeline of candidates to fill those offices for the foreseeable future. But there are more immediate implications. Article 5 of the Constitution provides for amendments to the document when a proposed change has been approved by two-thirds of each chamber of Congress and is subsequently ratified by three-fourths of the states. In 1995, under the leadership of Newt Gingrich, House Republicans, alarmed by the federal debt, approved an amendment that would have effectively barred the federal government from adopting a budget in which expenditures exceeded revenues. That was a bad idea. Deficit spending is a tested way to stimulate a sluggish economy. The amendment stalled in the Senate, where it fell just short of the 67 votes required for it to be submitted to the states. In the years since, a balanced budget amendment, unlike faddish anti-flag burning and defense of marriage amendments, has remained a lodestar of GOP aspiration. In January, Senators Chuck Grassley of Iowa and Mike Lee of Utah introduced a new one. In the current Senate, it's likely to...